What's going on, everybody? Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. And today is going to be a little bit of a different type of episode. There are none of our regular co-hosts on, so Eric, Connor, Nate, they're all taking a break. Got other stuff going on, but that's okay because you might remember Drew, one of our former guests, just a couple episodes back. He's here with me, and we've got another top 10 list, so it should be a lot of fun. Drew, how's it going, man? What's up, man? I'm I'm good, you know. Just, uh, I guess it's my second podcast ever, so it's kind of cool. But, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. That's good. Good to hear, man. Uh, this quarantine is definitely affecting all of us. <laughs> you know, some uh, um, crazy times going on. But we're still here with another podcast episode. And like I said before, this is going to be another top 10 episode. So, Drew, you were on when we talked about uh, NFL greatest NFL quarterbacks, I think. What were the other topics that we we discussed? Do you remember? Uh, we talked about the ten things you need to survive Alaska. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And then we talked about the top ten players of the league. That's right. That's right. So we're keeping on with the NBA theme uh, since that's what Drew's most familiar with. So we've got two NBA topics and then we've got one non-sports topic. So it should be fun. Connor's also made his list. We'll go over his list as well. But most of the time is going to be spent on our list. So, Drew, since you're the guest, I'll let you go ahead and start on this first one. This first topic actually suggested by you. So top 10 young cores. I've got pictures on the screen, and you can just explain your rankings and, and why you have these teams on here. All right. All right, so for the young cores, like, I, I knew the teams that would be at the top of the list, but I wasn't 100% sure teams that would be towards the bottom now obviously for this list it's all they're all debatable it's i feel like it's it's more in tiers than like list because mm-hmm. you could argue that the bulls could be number eight or seven or something but in my opinion like if i'm ranking them just because i right, i can go i guess i should should i go from top from the best course to the worst you, or you can do whatever you want <laughs> all right uh i, I can i'll go worse with best okay so okay. Rounding out, so rounding out the top 10 is the Bulls. Now, the reason the Chicago Bulls are top 10 is because, one, they have a Zach. First, they have Zach Levine. They have Zach Levine and Lloyd Markkinen. Zach Levine is already, like, a borderline all-star player in the East. He, he'll give you, like, 25 points, you know, 25 points, a couple assists, a couple rebounds. He's mad athletic. He can shoot the ball. Obviously, you have the problem with his defense, and, you know, sometimes he's trying. I mean, sometimes him, like, trying to play defense and stuff. But even with that, he's still a really great player. And they have uh, Laurie Markkinen. Even though he had a really down year because of Jim Boylan and some other things out of their control, he's still a really, really good player with great – uh with a great – what's the word? With a great – Upside. Yeah, with great upside. Yeah, I don't know about that. And then uh, the last piece, in my opinion, that would be a part of the young core would be Kobe White. He – I think he – in the second half of the season, before you know quarantine, you know kicked the before quarantine ended the season, he was having a really good end. Of, he was having a really good stretch to end the season. I don't really know what his projections would be because I don't know if you can have like if you have you can have a uh, Lori, Zach, and Kobe all on the floor at the same time just because Zach and Kobe are such uh, ball dominant players. But like I guess people were talking about like a projection of like a Jamal Crawford where he's like a super a super six man. 
But but like I like the, I like those three. But what really knocks him down towards like the tenth spot is that after those three, I don't really like I don't really like the uh, the young core. Like it's not that it's not that it's a bad young core. It's just it's a like it's it's a little like like light like light heavy if that makes sense in the sense that I don't project that they're superstar players and I think the players are the, the players higher up on the list are just like just better in my opinion and then for number nine I have the Heat now looking at the list now you could like switch the Bulls and the Heat because like I don't know what I was I really don't know what what I was thinking of at the time but uh. Uh, Tyler Hero is an amazing rookie already. He's fearless. He can, he's already he already has like a, a you can see like a Devin Booker projection. Like not that he'll reach it, but like you can see the path for that. Can't mm-hmm. one of the reasons that they're so low though is because I don't like so they they have a uh, they have Tyler Hero, they have Kendrick Nunn, and then they have uh, Bam Adebayo. I think Bam's like twenty five, so I, I think that's like right under the the cut for yeah. the young core. Yeah. Bam's already. I think Bam can actually guard one through five. Like a lot of people say, like a lot of people say players can guard one through five, but Bam actually can guard all five. The only thing is that for me, Bam, Bam can probably get better, but like Kendrick Nunn is a rookie. I think he's like 25 years. old. He might not be a rookie. He's 25 years old, so like he's he might not get much better than he is now. Oh, and also uh, Duncan Robinson projects to be a really really good shooter. He's already like an amazing shooter as it is. So I guess you could switch the Heat and the Bulls, but I have the Bulls at ten and the Heat at nine, and then eight I have the Raptors. So it's crazy because I remember like watching him in like 2018 and talking wasn't that nice, and then 2019 he got really good, and in 2020 he's like a, he look he looks like he's looking like an MVP caliber player. I can if you to like like now he has the path to be an MVP. So that's that's we're really pushing them up on the list because they have they have Fred Van Fleet and uh they have Fred Van Vliet and they're like so if Siakam wasn't on the team they'd probably be a lot lower but just just like this season from Siakam really pushing them up on the list and then for the Timberwolves uh so I'm gonna be honest besides like Cat the Timberwolves young core doesn't look amazing to in my opinion. Cause they have, um, they have like a, they have D'Lo. They just got D'Lo from the trade with Wiggins, but like I don't really, I don't think D'Lo's like that. Nice. He's a, he's obviously an All Star. He's been an All Star. He's All Star caliber player, but it's just I'm just like depending on Cat. Like Cat got his best friend, and I'm like, I'm expecting Cat and Wiggins, not Cat Wiggins, Cat and D'Lo with their chemistry and how talented they are as players. I just I gave him that that spot as respect for Cat and his skill set. And then I have the, the the Grizzlies. Basically, that like the young core you can see right there with uh John Morant, with John Morant, Brandon Clark, and uh, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Like Jaren, like a lot of people aren't talking about, it, but Jaron Jackson Jr. has like potential to be one of the best defenders of all time. Like like a like a fusion of like uh, Rodman and and Draymond Green, just because he's so long, but he can also kind of guard people. Although he does foul a lot, but he'll like he'll obviously get better at that. And then uh, John Morant is like he's really good. It's it's crazy because like he has no fear in his heart. He was out here he was out here talking trash to like Iggy and Steph as like a rookie. He's trying to dunk on everyone. And like, I really just hope that he can stay healthy though, because the way he, like the, when he jumps, the way he like he lands and stuff is just 
not good for his like. And Brand and Bland- and Brandon Clark is a really good player too. He's a little bit on the older side, but he still projects to be a really good player. And I actually didn't know that uh, uh, that Jaron Jackson Jr. is actually younger than John Morant, despite being in the league for a year or more. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I have the Nuggets. So, yeah, the Nuggets is another team where it's like there's a couple of teams on this list where their young core wouldn't would really not be that good if it weren't for like one or two players. <laughs> so for the Nuggets, Jokic is like a top ten player borderline. He's 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 a top ten player. Let me not play with him. He's a top ten player, and he's like 24 years old. And after after uh, Nikola Jokic, there's really not any other players that I would want like, that are really that good in young core in the young core. I don't know how how I don't know how old Jamal Murray is, but I think he fits. He still fits in the the young core. Yeah, he's still he's still under 25. Yeah. Okay. He's he's like relatively young, so just because just because of like him and and uh the his the two man game between him and Jokic is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. So just you know just because of Jokic is still I had to put him up there. And then I put the so this like this like the top the top four you can really like extra interchange them because I like I said like, I was thinking about the top four for a long time. And then, because I knew I knew what the top four were gonna be, but I didn't know what order they were gonna be in. But for the so for number four, I have the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, like you could argue, you could really you could make a huge you could make a like an argument that Zion projects to be the best player on this list. Like his projections are that high. You you, you know people might argue with you. Mm-hmm. Like I I would argue with you, but like just because like just his the just his like. His skill on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, it's crazy. And then you have, Lon- like, even though Lonzo's been, you could argue Lonzo's been a disappointment for his uh, draft selection, he's still a really good point guard, and he's a really good defender. And uh, Brandon Ingram really stepped up his game as well. Like, the, it's fun. If you like, if you look at his shooting splits, they all went up like crazy. Like, if, I think he's shooting, like, he was shooting, like, 80 to 90% from the free throw line. He was shooting really efficient from three on, like, obviously on uncontested shots, you know, harder shots from three. Harder shots than he was getting than he was getting from LeBron last year. So it's, it was really he really stepped up his game. So I guess what takes away from, you know, the the Pelicans from being like one or two or even three, I guess it would be like I'm not I'm not 100% sure Ingram and uh Ingram and Zion's game mesh together. Mesh well enough. Because you could argue that, like, you know, if Zion's like an MVP caliber player and, and Ingram might be like an all-star caliber player, they even even if they're that skilled, they won't fit together because Zion, even, not Zion, but even though Ingram's a good shooter, he's not, I don't think he's what Zion needs, if that makes sense. I, I know Zion needs a go-to scorer, but I just don't think that Ingram is the ideal complementary super or all-star caliber player. Because in this case, you got to build around the better player. I'm, I was, I'm, I'm actually working on a video about Zion and Luka, so that's, it's pretty interesting on that. Cool. And then uh, three, I have the OKC Thunder. Um, that's like that's my team, but the reason that they're so high is because they have a, a young player in Shea, and then after that, they have uh, a lot of draft picks. They have like a, like they have like eight draft. They have like I think they have 15 draft picks in the next eight years. So they have a lot of paths to picking, you know, the next whatever player they need. 
And there they have Darius Bailey as well, who's a good piece. He showed like little flashes as a young player. Obviously, since the Thunder are like since the Thunder were un- are unexpectedly competing right now, Darius Bailey isn't getting as much isn't getting as much playtime as he would like, but he's still showing good flashes. And they have uh, Deontay Burns. I guess Deontay Burns is a little. Oh, yeah. And then they have uh, Hamadou Diallo, who's I like right. His shot is like really his shot is really inconsistent. So he right now he like projects to be like a, a defending slashing wing type thing. So that's good. Obviously, the, like the Thunder, you could interchange them. And then for two, I had the Celtics. Tatum really like Tatum after it was like around All Star break when Tatum really started playing like a superstar, like a bona fide superstar. And then you have so you have this is like I feel like with the for the league moving forward, these are the kind of players you'd want. You have two wings, two six, two six seven and six eight wings that can that are both that both that project that both project to be good to great defenders and obviously are good offensive players. I'm not sure how long they'll stick around with each other, but like it's it's pretty good. They're like they're obviously really good. So that that's my two. And then for one, uh, I feel like I feel like this might be a no-brainer, but I'm not sure. I have the for number I have for number one I have the Mavericks because you know you have Porzingis who's already uh, who's already an, when healthy an All-Star caliber player, and as we saw with Luca's second year, Luca is an MVP caliber player in his second year, so. It's really impressive from like, and then you have you. I, I don't know how old Seth Curry. I don't think he's he's not. He's not. I guess they. Have, but they have some. They have some other young mm-hmm. pieces. Like Dorian. Yeah, they have some other young pieces that fit around uh, Luca and Porzingis. And out of all the young cores right now, I feel like they're the most. They're obviously the most dangerous right now. But if you project it, I guess you can. Like their projections are like it's like a you can have like a Steve Nash Dirk 2.0 type thing, and because of that and how dangerous Luka's been this season, if they're easily number one for me. But that's my list. All right, good list, Drew. Another another good list and good commentary in your top ten. I've got a couple differences with you, a couple teams I've got that you didn't have and vice versa, but we'll go ahead and check it out, and then I'll explain my list to you for the first time. This is going to be the first time that you're seeing this. So I'll start – I'll do what you did. I'll start at number ten and then go up to number one. So number 10, we've got Sacramento Kings, and I know it's been ages since they've even made the playoffs, but they do have a young core, and if we're going by the 25 and under, they've got uh, Marvin Bagley and De'Aaron Fox, and I'm really high on De'Aaron Fox. I think he's going to be... I think he's kind of an underrated point guard as it is. Now, they still have to... They still have to keep winning and, and take that next step. Probably another young person a young star in the draft would really help them out a lot but I like the foundation that they have there and then I've got the Suns and they're another team that's been disappointing but they still have two of the best young players in the game with DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker and I know Booker is getting on the older side of the young course I say but he's still a really good player someone who can drop 50 on you on any given night. And then DeAndre Ayton's supposed to be the net, the next big, the next best big man. I do think he hasn't, he hasn't lived up to his number one overall pick expectations, but he's still doing pretty good in the league, kind of being overshadowed by some other big young superstars like Luca, 
Zion and John Moran. Um, so the Suns, I've got at number nine, but if they were winning more, I'd have them higher up on this list, but unfortunately they're still... And then at number seven, I've got the Timberwolves, like you said, really out of more out of respect to Cat than anything else because they've got D'Lo and they've got Jarrett Culver from the draft. And I'm not sure how Culver's been doing this season, but he is still a rookie after all. And then D'Lo, he's kind of taken a step back from where he was with the Nets. And I know it's because he's moved around a lot. He went to Golden State and then he was traded to the team and settled down. Uh, he's kind of bounced around from a lot of teams because he was with the Lakers even before the Nets. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Timberwolves sign him to a long-term deal and he's able to really establish a game with Cat, it can be a deadly duo. We just have to see it. So that's why I've got him at seven. And then I've got the Grizzlies like you. Really, out of respect for John Moran, I think he's, out of all the people on this list, he definitely has potential to be the best player on all these young core lists. But him and Jaron Jackson should be a good duo moving forward. And they are, if the season... Uh, were to continue they would be in the playoffs right now so I'm giving them respect for that because it is a really young team and they're winning so I've got them at number six and then I've got the Celtics at five really the problem with the Celtics and I know Tatum is a he's a top 10 player and Brown's a another really good player but they do have Kemba and they do have some other older players on their team, which I think is contributing to their success. So that's why I've got them not as high as you did. But still, the two of them, Brown and Tatum, are a really good duo. And I remember when uh, Kuzma and Tatum were both rookies, and I thought they were really similar type of players. I thought Kuzma might even be a little bit better. But now in like year three, we're seeing that Tatum's been much better than Kuzma has. Um, and then I've got the Nuggets at five, really just because they have been winning. They, they're like the two or three seed in the West right now. And I really do think Jamal Murray's kind of an underrated player, uh, along with Jokic, who's a, definitely a top 10 player. But the problem is, is other than those two, they don't really have um, as good of a young core as you would like. Michael Porter's there, but I still want to see more from him with his injury concerns and everything. So got the nuggets of five. Then I've got the Hawks at four really because they have so many young players. We just don't know how good they can be. A lot of rookies here, Deandre Hunter and Cam Reddish, they're rookies and most rookies don't have that big of an impact on their team. That's why the Hawks, I think have the worst record in the NBA right now, but Trey Young's already an all-star Kevin Herter is under 25. He's not great, but he's still, he plays significant minutes for them. Basically, their whole team is under 25, which is why I have them on this list, along with John Collins as well. So they're all really young. They're not very good right now, but they're still all young. And if the potential lives up on all these guys, they're definitely going to be competing for championships, as crazy as that sounds, in a couple of years. Um, and then I've got the Heat higher up than you, just because I do think Bam... He, he's an all-star. I think he's going to continue to be an all-star. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, I think he's really going to be a, a good NBA player. They've got Hero, and they've got Derek Jones Jr. as well. So they their whole team, other than Jimmy Butler, is really young, and they have been winning. They're kind of the surprise team in the East this year. 
nobody thought they'd be this good. So that's why, because of their success together and their chemistry, I've got them at number three. And then I've got the Mavericks at two because as a one-two duo, Luca and Kristaps are definitely the best on this list. Um, they've shown that this past season by earning a playoff spot right now, which I definitely did not see coming into the year. They really surprised me. Luca's got star potential. He already is a star, basically. But Kristaps, um, the thing I'll say about him is he's not quite playing at the level he was playing in New York. So I do want to see him get back to that level before I would put them at number one. But the potential is definitely there. And then for the Pelicans, I've got the Pelicans at number one, kind of like the Hawks, because they their whole team is basically young, like Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Zion, Lonzo. That team is all super young. And Zion, I think, could be the best player on this whole list. Um, he's only played a certain amount of games this season as a rookie, and the injury concerns are there with him, but... I, I'm a big Zion fan. I think he can be really dominant, and the team did start winning when he came back from his injury. So with more experience together playing as a team, you are right, though, that Brandon Ingram might not be a good fit for him. But just as a pure talent, they definitely have, I think, the most talent out of all these young cores. But there's definitely arguments to be made about any of these teams moving up, but Really the common theme, though, a lot of these teams on my list aren't in the playoffs right now, like the Pelicans, Suns, Kings, Timberwolves, and Hawks. So those are teams that are are super young but should be getting better in the next couple of years. So those that's my list for you guys. That's my top 10 young cores. And now I'll go ahead and show you guys Connor's list. So he had a pretty similar list. Not sure if this is his exact order that he wants, but he's got the Raptors, which Drew also had. He's got the Heat, he's got the Mavericks, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Bulls, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Celtics, and Hawks. So combining my list and Drew's list basically gives you Connor's list. Uh, not too. He doesn't have anybody that we didn't mention before, but that's Connor's list in case anybody's wondering. And now we'll move on to the next top 10 list. So this is going to be our top 10 places that we would most want to travel and see. So, Drew, I'll let you go ahead and get started with your list, man. All right. So I don't, I don't know if this this one doesn't really need order, but I'll start with Philly. So uh, obviously, like, you have Philly cheesesteaks and stuff like that. Uh, what else? Isn't that? And then you have the, the bell in Philly. Mm-hmm. But Philly is just, to me, Philly is interesting. It's just like an interesting place. I've always wanted to kind of go to places like that. Like places that I know about that are like, that are uh, basically places that I know about that are more interesting than, you know, an area that I grew up in and I know a lot about. And then. Hello. Uh, Drew, are you there? Hello? Uh, okay, I hear you now. Yeah, uh, I heard you talking about Philly last, and then uh, then it cut off. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, what I'm saying is that Philly 
is an interesting place in that I've always wanted to go to places that are interesting mm-hmm. that I that I haven't been to because you know after a while even no matter I feel like in my opinion no matter how interesting the place you live it live that is you want to explore and then for non I have Hawaii because like whenever you think about going to resorts or like going to vacations it's always like oh go to Hawaii go to the beach type thing and I feel like I think Hawaii, I think Hawaii is like normally warm a lot that's obviously like a big like a good place you would want to go to and then Orlando, because you obviously have like you have Disney, you have Disney World, Disneyland. Orlando is like a like a really like a res, like a resort type area, like a resort type area, mm-hmm. and that makes yeah, it makes it like a acceptable place to go to. And then Houston, because uh, basically Houston, you know, Houston's always warm. They love their sports, and like I feel like Houston's like it's live. Like a lot of people, a lot of like entertainers and stuff are always in Houston. That's one of the places they're usually in. And then, uh, they like Las Vegas. I, I obviously I'm too young to be like you know gambling or whatever or drinking, <laughs> but Las Vegas is like all like you know when you when you, when you see TV shows that have like the most lit place, it's always Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Whether you're at like you know, uh, a lot obviously a lot of Las Vegas activities are over the age of uh, 21, but it seems like a really really fun place to go to. But, and then, uh, Chicago. So Chicago is like it's fun because like they have a really good music scene. They have like good bars and stuff. And the, Chicago, yeah, we obviously like a lot of these places. I'm not gonna lie to you. A lot of these places I picked because they have like a good uh, there's like a food like there's a, a meal that they're known for having. You know, mm-hmm. like for Chicago, it's like the deep dish pizza and stuff like that. And I want to go try that at Chicago just like to know like, the real thing. And New Orleans, New Orleans was exclusively for the food, like because New I heard New Orleans food like really really good. So obviously you, you want to try that and stuff. It's like a lot of soul and stuff like that. Like it's really uh deep deep in culture. And then Miami. So the reason I think Miami is because like if you watch NBA players like during the summer they're either in LA or in Miami and like Miami is always like it's always great weather, beaches, all that stuff. And I feel like it's like. Like not like I feel like going to my like you could you could stay outside of Miami for a long time and just it's I feel like it's just always live if that makes sense because something like in like Maryland where I'm where I'm at right now it's not always live and always interesting and then rounding up the top two you could either you could go which whichever one first but San Francisco is, is my second one because I feel like so for San Francisco just you know it's live like. San Francisco is similar to Miami where, like, you – and, uh, like, because it's live and you see a lot of people. And uh, also because just like Miami, San Francisco, you're, you're bound – I think I, I have some friends in L.A. that they talk about how they see, like, NBA players all the time and stuff like that. Just the fact that that's, like – it's, like, a normal occurrence to see, like, you know, Jimmy Butler <laughs> walking by. That's crazy. Like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's like you're in, like, Hollywood and all – like, all those TV shows that always have the little Hollywood signs, you can see that. And, like, the fact that – where all the celebrities live is like, like it's that area. That's like, that's it's crazy. And then, and and then New York City. That's like it's another reason. That's a, that's another reason. New York City has similar reasons for why I would go as San Francisco, for the fact that similar to Miami and uh, San Francisco, there's a lot of famous people that would be there. Like for instance, a lot of like even a lot of like Marvel stuff. Is situated there and like even in their lore it's like new york city spider-man and all that stuff and although i have heard new york city is kind of dirty but i think there's like cleaner sides hopefully 
and obviously, you know, uh, New York City is just it's just live. But that's my that's my ten for places. Okay, cool, cool, man. Um, I do want to kind of comment on on your list because I've been to a, a good number of these places that you've talked about. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'll kind of give you some recommendations and and stuff. So I'll say for Philly, man, definitely the food is definitely really good there. Like Philly's a Philly's a really cool place to visit. Um, I've never been to Hawaii. But I definitely agree with you about the climate and everything there. That'd be a that'd be a cool place to be. Um, yeah. And and I live in Florida, so I've been to Orlando numerous amount of times. And I it's like you though. I guess since you live around this stuff, it's not as exciting like going to the theme parks and stuff. Because yeah. I actually I actually used to work at a theme park, um, so I've kind of got burned out with uh, with theme parks since I would go yeah. there every day for work, but it is definitely as a tourist like it it's if you like roller coasters and stuff it's a it's the best place to be um houston i've never been to i don't really know too much about vegas i've been but like i was too young to really remember it um Mm -hmm. properly (laughs) um and then (laughs) uh chicago i've been to but kind of like i was i was too young to really remember it uh new i've never been to new orleans but that would be a pretty, I agree with you, it'd be a cool food place to go to uh, and a lot of culture and stuff. Um, Miami, I've been to a couple times. Like I said, I live in Florida. Uh, It's definitely, Miami's cool to go to. They've also got a lot of good food, Uh, a lot of good Cuban food in Miami, that's for sure. The beaches are are pretty crowded, though, so um, it just depends if you want to be around so many people, but definitely cool to go to and then the keys aren't that far away either so you get that experience as well um and then san francisco i've been to that was really cool also uh it's a it's a cool climate so if it's not always super hot since i live in florida i enjoy that not being super hot all the time um and it's just people are cool people are nice too so i like the city overall um and then New York I've been to since my mom's family's from that area. But I, I do agree. It is it is really dirty when I went there. Um, but nonetheless, it is if it's a place that you've never been to, it's going to be a lot of fun to see those uh, landmark sites like the Statue of Liberty and stuff. But it is dirty, probably the dirtiest out of all these places. But um, but yeah, good list, man. All American places, though. No international places. That's where my list is going to differ from yours. But solid list there especially touring the states um yeah yeah, so i'll show you my list now i've got a couple american places but definitely quite a bit different from drew's list because um i'm much more of an outdoorsy type of person if i want to go visit a place like i've visited a lot of national parks and stuff I, i go to cities and stuff too but definitely like to see what the outdoors has to offer in the environment so Kind of like Drew, this isn't really in any particular order, but I'll just go through these. Um, the top left, that's a picture of Olympic National Park in Washington, and it's a national park that I most want to go to. I've done a lot of reports school-wise about the park, so I know a lot of information about it. And it's, I mean, from all the pictures, it's absolutely, absolutely beautiful to be at, but I've never been there, so that's on my top 10 list. Uh, next to that, the underwater picture here is the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. Um, 
I love being in the water, snorkeling. Uh, never actually been scuba diving, but that's something I want to do. Um, and the coral reef stuff, I see that here in the Keys in Florida. So I've had some experience with that, but it's really cool. It's it's a whole different. It, it's pretty amazing when you're underwater and like the fish are all around you and stuff. The coral, and that's the biggest reef in the world. A lot of unique species, a lot of stuff you'll never see at the Great Barrier Reef. So that's why I've always wanted to go there. That's on my list. And then I've got the African Serengeti Plains as a destination place to go just because, I mean, who wouldn't want to go on like a safari in Kenya or something like that? That'd be a really cool place to go, see a lot of great wildlife, see lions possibly. These elephants are, are amazing. So a lot of great wildlife opportunities to go to in Africa especially in the Serengeti. And then I've got Paris just because never been obviously outside of the United States, but Paris would be definitely a, a place I'd want to go to. Uh, don't know French, but um, <laughs> I figured, I figured they'll speak some English. Um, and then I've got Portland, Oregon on this list. So I've heard a lot of really good things about Portland as a city. Um, They've also got the Trailblazers, which are one of my favorite teams to watch. So going to Portland to see the Trailblazers game uh, and seeing what else they have would be really cool. And then I've got London next to that because uh, it's just a, got a lot of stuff going on. Um, they do speak English, so that's a plus over there. But uh, just another European city that I probably would most want to go to. And then I've got the Egyptian pyramids over next to that. Um, would be really cool, I think, to see the pyramids, just like just to stand next to them and see how big they are and, and just yeah. see all the stuff that's on in Egypt. Like that's a huge like history place, which I like history. So it'd be cool to, to see the pyramids, definitely unique. Um, and then I've got Japan down on the bottom left just because that's a whole different world over there. You get to see um, a lot of a lot of good cities and, and nature places as well to see in Japan. And then I've got the Grand Canyon. I've never actually been to the Grand Canyon, so that's like a bucket list type of place that I want to go to. Just, you know, once again, pictures don't, you know, you can only see so much in the picture. If you're there, it looks a lot more impressive, but definitely a beautiful place to go to as well. And then down on the bottom right, I've got Machu Picchu in uh, South America. So another kind of like the pyramids, another like historical place to go to, but another beautiful one that never been anywhere remotely like that. So it'd be a totally different uh, type of experience and definitely a lot of fun to go to. So those are my list. Uh, that's my top 10. Not really in any particular order, but would uh, hope to see all of these someday before I go. <laughs> um, and then Connor's list here, he's got Venice in his top left. So that's obviously the city with like waterways instead of roads. Pretty cool. He's got the Great Barrier Reef like me. He's got the Serengeti Plains also. Uh, Paris, Egyptian Pyramids. I think that's Tokyo in this picture. I know he said Japan, but I think that's Tokyo. And then Greece, he's got the Himalayan mountains, Hawaii, and then Machu Picchu as well. So definitely a lot of 
Connor definitely stole a lot of my list on his uh, his top 10 places to see. Uh, but he's got Hawaii as well. And that would be, if I put an 11th, I'd probably put Hawaii on because kind of forgot about it, but definitely would be a really cool place to go see. Um, so now we're going to kind of talk about some personal things here, like our favorites. Uh, so this is our top 10 favorite NBA players. Uh, so Drew, you can go ahead and start us off on this list. Tell us about your top 10 favorite players. All right. So for obviously I'm a Thunder fan, so a lot of these you notice a lot of these players uh, <laughs> once wore the the orange and blue, but I guess I can go in order. All right. So hmm, is this no this is not in order. Okay. All right. So top ten. Oh, so we'll start with Giannis. Giannis plays like a like another like a Giannis plays very similar to another player that I like like that I like as a player on this list. The thing with Giannis is like you you never can question his effort. Giannis is always like he's always giving his all. He plays his best on both sides and he's super athletic. And like I guess the fact that like he's not it's just because like he came into the league as a funny like a funny kid that wasn't really, you know, that didn't have wasn't there wasn't ex that wasn't great in any any one skill and now he's an MVP. It's like it just shows how much if you work hard you can get like you can get to whatever level you want to be. Alright, and then next is Shea. So obviously I'm a Thunder fan. So Shea's like, you know, the cornerstone for us. And for Shea, it's just like he plays the game at his own speed. Sometimes it looks like everything else is slowed down and Shea's just like, you know, doing things at his own speed. It's it's just like he's he's very skillful, I should say. Every 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 one of his moves is always calculative and that's it's just impressive to me. And for someone, for someone of his age to be so like comic opposed, it's just it's just amazing. And with his with how good he's been, it really helped like a you know, Thunder fans heal from like losing Russ and all the things that happened over the last like three or four years. Uh, for Donovan Mitchell, I don't know why, but like ever since he came into the league, I always like always liked him because he also played he also played very similar to another player I like on this list. But Mitchell. Even even when he was like you know when he was kicking our butts in the 2018 playoffs, I couldn't help but like just be like impressed because he was playing. He was he was also playing very like calm and composed. He is a he's a little erratic at times, obviously, because he's like a he's like a shooting you know he plays like a I guess a modern shooting guard, but he's just he's just amazing. He's mad athletic. He can shoot a little bit and. Since day one, he's had the keys to the franchise and then lead them to the playoffs every year. And then Steph Curry. Now, like a lot of these players on the list, they've they've done they've, they've uh they've had they just had some battles with with my Thunder, but with Steph Curry, it's just because he's like he's so efficient. Like Steph Curry is as efficient as like some centers, and the fact that he can shoot from everywhere and that he changed the game is just like. I feel like Steph Curry is what every like little kid dreamed mm-hmm. of. Like this, you know, you have this player that he's not very, he's not athletic, he's not, he's not the fastest, he's not the strongest, but you know, he could shoot a little bit, so he just worked. Like if you see his routine when he was younger, like one of his coaches said that after every routine, he'd like he had to switch five free throws, like five free throws consecutively to end his warmups, and that's just like you can tell that he put hours, like he put months into the gym. And then after that is Kawhi. 
for a very similar uh, reason as Giannis. A lot of people probably forget because it's been a couple years now, but when when Kawhi stepped into the league, he was just known as like a he was like a defensive like a defensive minded player. He obviously came under the three uh, the three big dogs in San Antonio, so he he had a, he was given his own time to grow. And with the uh, when he was in San Antonio, when he was with the shooting when he was with the shooting coach, he developed his shooting ability. And you could just tell with you could just tell with the, with his moves like it looks like every like every one of his moves is obviously calculated, but it looks like every one of his moves he's he's practiced like a thousand thousands mm-hmm. of times. And it's it's just it's just really impressive. Like sometimes when you look at him, you he play he he looks like a like a a less athletic Michael Jordan. Like it's it's it's, it's insane. A little bit robotic. <laughs> yeah, he's very he's very robotic. Yeah, like obviously Michael Jordan without any of the pizzazz and like any of the mm-hmm. the tongue. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. So like if you had asked me this even like a year and a half ago, Katie wouldn't be on my list. Because of obviously, like, I'm not going to, you know, go over what KD did. Mm-hmm. But, like, he didn't really do. All right. Obviously, like, KD left the Thunder and stuff. But I don't know. I think as of, like, the 2018 season, or the 2019, 2020 season, <clears throat> it kind of, like, it would kind of felt like in the air that like, KD was not going to come back to the Warriors. And, like, even if you don't like KD, it's just he's he's so nice. Like, his, his hezo is, he's just, he's so nice. It's just, like. Like when I'm on the when I'm on the basketball court, you wanna you wanna play like Katie, you know, you wanna hit him with ISOs and stuff like that. Just Katie, like especially on the offensive side of the ball, he doesn't have any weaknesses, and he's just he's just so fun to watch, honestly. And he's also fun to play with on 2K. He's like, but yeah. And then uh, you have LeBron. LeBron, it's crazy because like like thinking about it now, LeBron's literally been like elite all of my like all of my childhood. I just thought was a kid. LeBron's been like a, he's been amazing. He's still going at it. And it's like, like LeBron is our Jordan in this sense, like the, mm-hmm. in the sense that like, he's everyone, he's what everyone looks up to to agree. You know, everyone's either wants to be like, you know, either wants to beat him or either is voting against him or like rooting for him. You know, although there are like, like LeBron fanboys and stuff that kind of make it hard to root for him sometimes. He's still, he's still fun to watch in my, like in my opinion. Sometimes it feels like he's like, really like unstoppable like no one can guard him and then victor oladipo now i'm not gonna lie like when he when he was on the thunder i wasn't a huge fan of him because he like he had i guess he wasn't utilized to his best ability but as soon as he he uh left the, the thunder and came to the pacers like, i really liked his game because like one he like he adapted like after getting like after after getting into much better shape his game, it just like obviously it skyrocketed. And I just like the way he plays. He plays so smooth. He kind of plays like, like when you watched him, when you watch him in Indiana, it he kind of plays like a less athletic, better shooting Russ. If that makes sense, that might not make sense, but that's the way I can like. It, you, sometimes you see moves that like moves that he basically moves that weren't in his arsenal like a year or two ago. And then PG. Uh, that like his the move that he made to the Clippers when he demanded trade was kind of crazy, but PG still like watching these last two years like watching him extensively because he was on my team lot though for the last two years. PG's he's he's like smooth like I like wholeheartedly think that PG's the best like best ball handler six eight and over 
as good as KD is, is as a ball handler, I just think that PG has a bigger bag than him. But like, because PG like like he he pulls off moves that like that point guards can't even do. He's so smooth and like he's just he's really he's just he's just an amazing player. And then obviously this this list is in order. It's not in order, but my number one player, like the player that I like the most, is obviously Russ. He's been like he's been a part of holding the OKC franchise up at, for as long as OKC has existed until now. Uh, the reason why I like Russ is just because like also what like what I said with Giannis, like he never cheats you. He always gives 100% effort. And it's just like he just plays with so much emotion. Like you, you either he's such a div, uh, divisive player that he either he either has like people that root for him or people that root against him. It's like a me versus the world type mentality, and like I respect it. And sometimes when I like sometimes especially like in his MVP year, it just felt like he was willing like willing things to happen, like willing the ball to go in and stuff like that. And just because he's such like a like a uh, Bron, like such he's such a head over heart. Uh, He's such like a a strong player, like strong mentally and physically. It's just he's just so fun to watch. But that, those are my top ten favorite players in the league. Cool man, uh, I definitely agree with you. There's a lot of a lot of good guys on this list here. Um, I'll go ahead and show you mine. And before I I go through and talk about the people on my list, I just want to see if if you know all ten of these people. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna. You expose my NBA knowledge right now. Uh, I, I know, I know <laughs> nine okay. of the ten people. I know, yeah, I know nine of the ten people. Okay, I'm assuming the Washington Wizards player is someone you don't know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll get. I'll get to that. I'll yeah. get to it. It's. It's um. A lot of people probably won't know him either, but um. I'll start down at number ten on my list. So I've got Clay Thompson at number ten. Um. I've been a, a huge fan of his. Just. Kind of like Steph, he's he's a crazy good shooter. Uh, he does play defense too, which I respect. Uh, when I play basketball, that's something that I I take seriously. So I definitely respect him for that. And then also, he never really gets the credit to me that he deserves. It always seems like when the Warriors won their championships, it was always Steph and KD, and then people would say Draymond third, and then they would say clay but i really think clay was much more valuable than that um and even Iguodala, some people would say would be over clay but personally i i really think clay's gone kind of underrated in his career because of steph uh but he's really as a pure shooter he's just as good as steph in my opinion and i i do like his defensive game um then i've got jokic at number 9 just because in the the last season's playoffs, I watched a lot of Nuggets games, and the way he played was was pretty brilliant. I mean, he, as a big man, to be as good of a passer as he was, is, was pretty crazy to watch. Um, he would get everybody involved, and of course, he could get his own points whenever he wanted. Um, so, definitely a fan of Jokic's, and, and I've really been defending him uh the last few off seasons where people would not say he's the best center or top three center or something. And I would kind of get into some Twitter debates with that. But so I've got Jokic on this list, even though he does play for the Nuggets. Um, then I've got Oladipo at, at number eight, like you, I, I am, and he was, a, uh, he was a former, who I don't know why we ever got rid of him. Uh, 
I I really it really bothers me that they just traded him away for Serge Ibaka, who was only on like half a year anyways. So uh, they should have never done that. But from the time that Victor Oladipo was drafted, I knew he was going to be really. And it's good to see that he's back from his injury. The terrible injury that he had. I know once he fully gets recovered from that injury, he's going to be back to his all-star caliber type. And we'll see how far the Pacers can go with him leading their, their team. I think he's a great leader as well. And then I've got Patrick Beverly at seventh here because Patrick Beverly is the kind of person that is not afraid of anything. Uh, and I, I, I like watching that the way Sometimes he, the way he interacts with people like LeBron and stuff, it's kind of, it's just funny to watch how it's someone that looks like he's your height and is not afraid of LeBron and, and picking fights with him and stuff, little things. Uh, he's truly fearless, which which I like, and he backs it up too to a certain extent. Obviously, he's not an all star or anything, but he's still a really good player, and I've I've. I'm just a fan of his uh, personality and everything like that. He He's a fun guy to watch and certainly takes defense very seriously as well. So always like Patrick Beverly. Um, Aaron Gordon, I've got a six because he's currently my favorite Magic player. I think you would agree with me that he was robbed of the dunk contest last year. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, that was great. And I also thought the first dunk contest against Zach Levine, I thought he should have won that too. Um, so he's gotten robbed of a couple dunk contests, but other than that, he, as an NBA player, I think he's pretty good too. Kind of underrated, uh, with being on the magic. Nobody really talks about them that much, but he's definitely, he, as a player to watch, he's definitely a highlight. He, he can give a lot of highlights with his dunks and everything, but he's still another good young player to build around. So like him for that. Um, and then I've got CJ McCollum at fifth because he's he's a Trailblazer. Of course, I'm a Trailblazers fan. Um, and he, he does play second fiddle to Dame, but he can still go off on any given night as well. He was actually the best player in the in the playoff series against the Nuggets. He basically saved them in game seven uh, when Dame was shooting cold. He was the one that carried the team, and, and I like how he can do that. And he's also like Dame coming from a small school. Uh, nobody really knew about him, and he's just kind of proved everybody wrong to get to this point, and somehow has still never been an all-star, which is pretty crazy. But CJ, I've got at five, and then I've got Josh Richardson at four. Um, these next three players are going to be kind of similar for the reasons I like them. Um, so I am a college basketball fan, probably more so than NBA. I watch more college basketball. So Josh Richardson went to uh, the University of Tennessee, which... That's the team that I'm a fan of in college. And he was with them for three or four seasons. And he was part of a good NCAA March Madness tournament run that they had. Um, And it was cool to watch him grow up every year, how he got better and better and better. And then he was a second-round pick in the draft to the Heat, but I knew that he was going to be a steal for the Heat uh, once they drafted him because I knew his ceiling was really high. And he's backed it up, and he's gotten even better in the NBA. Now he's at the 76ers, which is cool. But Josh Richardson, I've always been a fan of him, and I've definitely watched a lot of his basketball kind of growing up through his college career and now into his pro career. Been a fan of him. 
Um, and then so the player that you you didn't know on here was his name is uh, Admiral Schofield. Uh, got a really good name first of all, Admiral. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he also went to Tennessee and he went there for four years. So kind of like Josh Richardson, I saw a lot of basketball with him growing up. And he's he's really good too. Um, he was one of the best players on that Tennessee team, and he's currently he's kind of like alone. He doesn't play that much for the Wizards. He's kind of gone to the G League a couple times and bounced around there. But I do think he's gonna be in a couple years time if he gets a chance. I think he's gonna make that. He's gonna make the most of his chance. Um, he's he plays really physical as well. Uh, not like Giannis or anything like that, but still, I mean, he's built really strong. He's, uh, he probably could have played tight end in football or something like that, but, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be following his career for sure. And definitely rooting for him since he gave me a lot of good memories in his college career. And then the same thing goes for Grant Williams on the Celtics. So I've got Grant above him just because in, in his time at Tennessee, he was the better player I'd say, and he definitely was drafted a lot higher than Admiral, but he's another NBA player that he's got a he's he's kind of weird because he's a in between type of guy. So he's a small power forward, but he'd be too big to be a small forward. So he's kind of I think similar to the PJ Tucker type of role where he plays a bigger position uh, than what his actual height is, but still. Uh, he can be he's built pretty big he can do uh he's got a couple good moves in college I haven't watched many Celtics games this year but if he can translate that over to the pros I think he's going to end up being pretty good um and er, he's also a really good guy too so kind of like you were saying with KD he's just a good guy um he's kind of nerdy a little bit so he uh he there's there's that thing going on with him but um he still he gives back to the community and everything he's just a class guy i mean all the guys on this list are too but him especially i've noticed uh just a really good person um and then i've got dame lord at number one been watching him for several years now and a portland fan because of him really uh just the way that he can score anywhere on the court he can he he is the trailblazers basically he's been with them for for a long time um been just been a big fan of him the the classic shots that he has too have been pretty cool to watch um and also with him too uh not sure if you if you've listened to his music or not but his music is actually really good um yeah. dame dalla <laughs> uh so i i'm a fan of, of his music as well i think that's another addition to his uh to his uh personality that puts him as my favorite player just because he's got that off the field or off the court music career going on and he's a, a beast on the court uh kind of the perfect player and I've, I've been a fan of him i'm rooting for him still to get a ring maybe one day but uh we'll see how it goes but definitely a dame lord fan everybody about me everybody knows me knows that so had to put him at number one for sure and then I'll go to Connor's list, and I'm not gonna lie, man. When I saw Connor's list, I didn't know like three or four of these people um, <laughs> because he, he's a Hornets fan, so that's why he's got a lot of Hornets people, and he's also a UNC fan, which is why he's got a lot of these people. So I'm just gonna go through. Uh, so Miles Bridges, that's the guy down at the bottom. Uh, he's a Hornets fan, so I guess that's why he likes him. Justin Jackson, 
He was a North Carolina guy who's now on the Mavericks, so that's why he likes him. Same with Nasir Little, <laughs> common theme going here, North Carolina <laughs> guy. Um, Cam Johnson, same thing for the Suns. But then he's got Kawhi, uh, who everybody's heard of. And then Vince Carter, obviously everybody's heard of him. He's on the Hawks now. Um, he's got Kemba, who used to be on the Hornets, so he's still a fan of him. Even though he left the Hornets, he, he still likes Kemba. And then Kobe White, another North Carolina guy, also got crazy hair. I think that's the reason he he got he was the highest North Carolina guy is his hair. Um, and then Giannis, obviously everybody knows him. And then Devontae Graham, I guess he's the best player on the the Hornets right now, so that's why he's got him there. But yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna round out all of our list for this episode, guys. Thank you again for listening and watching. Hope you enjoyed this. And if you have any other suggestions for any future top 10 lists, let us know, and we'll be sure to put these in future episodes. Uh, Drew, this is a this is a good recording session with you, man. Hope you enjoyed yeah. being on your your second podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. It's it's like I'm getting better at it, I guess. Yeah, yeah for so, sure. opportunity. For sure, man. Not a not a problem. Uh, we'll we'll be glad to have you again in the future whenever it works out and maybe uh, some other people will join us next time but that's going to be it guys i'm going to end this uh, recording here and stay tuned for the next episode remember be clutch <laughs>